the show you need to get what you desire by avoiding the mistakes made by others before you. Learn the stories and journeys of what success looks like to find the freedom you deserve while thriving with your best life. And now, I present to you the one, the only, Rapid Results with Andrew Wise. All right, welcome back to another episode of Rapid Results with Carrie Norley. And for those who don't know who Carrie is, Carrie Norley is the wealth alchemist. She's an international wealth and soul alignment activator, mentor, speaker, and author. She's the author of two books, including the international bestseller, The New Wealth, Magnetize Abundance, Hold Your Wealth, and Leave a Legacy. She's an international top charting podcast called The Wealth Alchemist. And she dives deep into all things wealth and money. She's here to talk about Web3, about DeFi, about wealth creation. And she's just an overall amazing human being and soul. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome Carrie Norley. Carrie, let's start by diving in and telling us what is the biggest and best business deal you are most proud of? Well, I first want to say thanks for having me here, Andrew. I always, I love having great conversations like this. And if you're going to say thank you, I mean, amazing to me, I want to also say, Andrew, you are an amazing human being and it's such an honor. Thank you. To me, I will say that it's been the last launch, the last launch that I had for my crypto slash web three slash NFT, that, that mastermind that I'm holding now. It was a, so far, it's a $51,000 launch, which like blows my freaking mind. It's so cool to see where the world is going and how many people are interested in it and how many people are wanting to spend money on it and wanting to learn about it. And it's an absolute pleasure to be able to hold space for that. And so this has definitely been my biggest thing. It also was like the place where I stretched myself the most to charge more than I have before. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to stretch in all of the ways to hold the space for it, to allow myself to receive it. Like I'm still bringing more. It's not, it's not necessarily like a closed door thing. So there's still more people coming in and it's just been an amazing evolution of every way and everything. Oh my gosh. This is, this is so awesome. I'm so excited about this because you know, I, I love uh, running my uh, show like, like a movie scene where essentially like you see like this peak uh, person at the mountaintop about to fight, fight the final battle. Then you're like, well, how did they get there? How did they become, get the superpowers, the tools, the resources to get there in the first place? And so now I want to reverse back in time and, ha- and talk about the origin superhero story of Carrie, who's able to launch these $50,000 launches. What is that origin story? Like, how the heck did you get to this point? I started coaching. I started, uh, I did an NLP training, neurolinguistic programming. And I became a coach with a company. And so my first way into the coaching industry all that long ago was at the time we were on Skype, we didn't do video (laughs) and I would be handed 20 clients at a time. And they would say, here, here's a bunch of names. Here's some phone numbers, go build rapport and help these people. And so it was a really deep dive into the possibility of what is here. The limitlessness of online work. And it was well and truly at the beginning of this, right? Like literally we only had Skype and it was when internet marketing was first starting. And so then we dove down like the, I will say it, we, we followed that carrot, that dangling carrot down the rabbit hole of internet marketing way back when we ended up learning a lot. Actually, we became one of the number one distributors in Australia online. Like the, they would come up number one in Australia for a, a product that we would bring into Australia from here. And so we just evolved, like we evolved with the whole industry and 
for that first year afterwards, I kind of was like, what do I want to do with myself? And even at, even after my first son was born, who's just turned 13, um, people had suggested to me like I could go do motherhood stuff because my kids were, my son was such a good, such a good baby. And I was like, I don't know if it's, if it's temperament or if it's, uh, my parenting or what, you know, but then the more I started thinking about it, the more I was like, I have an early childhood background. I'm into health background. So my background when I started doing NLP was actually because I had done massage and health and in all sorts of different ways of nutrition and all different ways of helping our bodies. Right. Originally wanted to get into coaching and be part of that internet marketing craze. Like how did you get involved and know you wanted to get involved with that in the first place? Good question. I'm originally from Chicago. I had moved to Australia for a diploma in in remedial massage, remedial therapies. And it was a originally a three month program. I extended it out to do the full year diploma by four months, five months in, I'd already applied for my residency. I had a way because of my early childhood teaching that I could actually get residency in Australia. It's such a rabbit hole. And then I ended up invited into this when we do these free programs that were like they're valued at $900. And oh my God, I can't believe I'm getting this $900 program free. I would say most people here know that this is just, I mean, like there's still tons of value. But back in the day, when we first started this, it was like much more hypey, right? My now husband invited me with a ticket. This was his way to get me on a date to go to this program. (laughs) to get yeah. into this program. And I, like, it was the next, like I went to the three day event and like two days later I was in the training for NLP and it's that journey. It's like, once you come into any space that you love and you think, wow, this is powerful. I would just want to understand more. And then eventually I stopped massaging because my clients were getting such good results. And they were like, why? They're like, I think I'm getting, I'm getting more from you than just a massage. And I'm like, yes, mm. you are. And so yeah. I decided to just focus on the, on the mental part, the mindset part. And then once I got into the mindset part, what I started to realize, which many people will probably get if you've done any personal development, it's not just mindset, right? Like that's one component of our shift and change in the personal development world. One of the biggest pieces of advice I can say is that when we find these random things that show up in our life and you go, I don't know why I'm doing this or how I'm doing this or where I'm following this thread to, if your soul says yes to it, just go do it. And so that's how it all kind of evolved. And then I kept evolving into, you know, I did feng shui, colors, numerology. I've done shamanic certification. I did a diploma in leadership and creative expression. And it's like transpersonal work. I've done all sorts of business coaching and marketing. I love writing. So I I went deep into copywriting, marketing, online marketing. Um, And so then basically it just started to be like, well, how do I want to tie this all together? took some time to be like, well, what do I want to do? And my husband was like, Carrie, as if you're going to do anything but coach. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is what lights you up. And I was like, I get off client calls with my clients or group calls or whatever. And like the world is the best place in the world to be. Cause I feel so good. I mean, you know, the feeling, right. It feels yeah. so mm-hmm. good to help other people and to connect with other people and see people live their dreams. It's just such a, such a blessing. I feel such an honor to be able to hold the space for people to be able to move through to their dreams. And one of the things, like I said to you something about, you know, teaching motherhood things, and I realized at the time that it was not, wasn't the right thing for me because I was like, you guys actually want me. I actually like even done supermama.com instead of the nanny because the nanny, the super nanny was really big then. I was like, no, you actually want me to come in and do like behavioral work with your babies. But really it's you that's the problem. Mm, <laughs> yep. oh, you, don't wanna, yeah. right? you don't want to look at yourself, but you're the problem. I promise you it's not your one-year-old. So yeah, so it never, I never ended up going there. I had all sorts of plans for it. And then I ended up down the road of really following into the manifestation because I've always been a really amazing manifester. What's a quick example you can think of of something you're proud of for manifesting? Oh my God. 
like pick it. I honest to God, I probably manifest epic things every day, but, um, what's something fun that I manifested? My kids are amazing. Like they came in pretty easy. That was a pretty amazing manifestation. I'd around the world trip for four months. Like we ended up landing. I'll tell you once we ended up moving back to Colorado, when we got here, this was the only house that was available in our budget. I laughed because we got here. And when I left, I was like, when we left Australia, I love water. And I was like, if we're going to be in Colorado, I have to be near water. Otherwise, like I could just go mental. Mm-hmm. Across the street from us is a beautiful lake with this amazing walk around it. We had no idea. And wow. we had no idea that one of the top gyms in the entire country, they are one of the winningest gyms in the country. They, they have an Olympian that they've gone. Their coach is an Olympian. We had no idea. It was just the local thing. We're like, oh, of course we landed in. And so it's those types of things that it's just like when you have your, your like energy in the right place and you know what you want or you want to be surrounded by amazing things or you know what you have, like it can show up with, without even knowing, without even, you know, like to me, the amount of things that came from this place that we were just like, oh, it's the only place. All right. Look at what happened. Yeah. So for manifestation, then I ended up, and this is, this is where we get into the wealth stuff. And for, I, I grew up in my background is uh, a very wealthy and successful family. And so my, have I ever told you any of this about my family? No, I didn't know any of this. This is interesting. No, tell me. Yeah. (laughs) My grandfather started, he bought a car dealership and he turned it into the number one uh, Chevrolet dealer in the world. And then from there, he created fleet car leasing. He was the first, the first person. It was C&E Philanid. They, they had salespeople who were starting to take these cars. And then three months later, they would drive off the lot from the company and the, com- the company would be like, what do I do? They now got the car. And so they created fleet car leasing. That was a full, everything was taken care of to this wow. day. So that was, uh, to this day, they still, I think, to this day, but sometime within the last 15 years, they still had their original, some of their original customers because they are just that they are one of the global leaders. They are in the number one of the number one until I will say until a few weeks ago, I just found out that my uncle actually partnered into the business. So I think he's kind of sold out a lot of it. Uh, but until a few weeks ago, they were one of the top number, one of the top largest privately held companies in the country. And, wow. and it's, it's Chicago. It's, oh a multi, it's a multi, it's a multi-billion dollar company now. Is it called Nordy Chevy dealers or something like no, that? No, it was called Z Frank Chevrolet. If you're in Chicago, you'll probably, and you grew up around the same time I did, you probably see them. They were in the back of most things. And then okay. the dealer, and then the, um, the leasing company is called wheels. And so mm-hmm. when I started to go into my own money shit, why am I not creating the results that I want? I would go into, I don't know if anyone who's listening has ever been into some money mindset program. Most of them are set up for, logically speaking, because most of the people in the world come from a lack and scarcity place. So most money mindset programs are set up that way. And so consequently, I'd go into all these money mindset programs and I'm like, that doesn't help me. I know rich people are bad. I know money isn't evil. I know, <laughs> Like you're saying to me that my family is horrible and evil. That's not true. It took me a long time to really start to unravel like what happens with generational wealth. So I started to really study generational wealth and understand because whether it's the lottery or whether it's generational wealth, or whether you get an insurance payout, or whether you hit a crypto payout, and all of a sudden you're 100k richer. However, these lump sums of money come, if you don't know how to hold the vibration of it, you will, most people, 70 to 80% of people within a year will end up with it gone or bankrupt. So I was like, how does, how do we stop that? Because I am a trust fund baby. So I was like, as I start to get inheritances, I don't want to be that statistic. 
And so that's how I started on like this deep journey into money and wealth stuff because I was like, I do not want to be that statistic. I, my grandparents have created such an amazing legacy and I'm so freaking proud of them. So that's been the journey and that's how I ended up. And it took me a long time to be able to share the story, right? Because a lot of people, when I share the story, will go, well, I can't relate to you. You don't understand me, da, 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 da. Or I'll hear all of the, but rich, rich people are bad. And I'm like, so I just didn't say anything. When well, real quick too, uh, you know, my, my favorite thing I like to tell people too is like, if money was so bad, why is it that everyone with the wants money wants, wants, wants it and wants to tell you how bad it is? <laughs> like, like, think about who's who's pushing that message forward and why are they pushing that message? <laughs> that's, that's a question to ask on everything right now, especially, mm-hmm. right? Oh, um, oh 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's how I got down this rabbit hole. And then I ended up writing my book, The New Wealth. It really became instead of hiding. And this is, you know, uh, when you talk about one of the things that I would say that would collapse time on creating rapid results is if I had overcome my shit around feeling afraid of what my family will think for me telling the stories or what other people will think for telling these stories or the judgments that I'll get because I came from this and this is my story. If I had overcome that faster, I would have collapsed years of time on what I've done. Mm, right. Yeah. And we have to, it's like, I had to get to the point where, and this is a, this is a hard thing when you come from money. Like I always talk about it as like, when you, when you're trying to break free from patternings from your family around money, when you have money, you're actually for many people prostituting yourself because you'll prostitute your goals, your dreams, your soul. Because if you have millions of dollars on your head of like, if I do this and my family likes me, they're going to give me this money. And if I do things that are going to disrupt this, they're not going to give me this money. Then you're going to do the things <laughs> to not disrupt it. Right. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. how long will you sell your soul for what may, what is meant to be coming? Right. Mm-hmm. Regardless of where you come from, whether you come from wealth or whether you don't, I guarantee you there's probably some place in your life that you are prostituting yourself. You're giving yourself away. You're selling your soul for other people and what they think of you losing them because like let's be honest like one of our you know core beliefs and core things is that we want to be in community and with our family and our tribe and so we mm-hmm. don't want to break free of our family and be like well i'm going to divorce my family and i'm going to do things against them because then you feel alienated alone and scared right and so we will do sabotaging things just to stay a part of our tribe and if i could say if there's one thing like you will find more tribe than you could ever possibly imagine that is soul family and I'm sure you get this too, Andrew, right? That is more aligned to you and your beliefs and moving you forward in your life than any of those blood relatives or friends that you think that you need in your life right now by saying yes to your soul. Mm, love that. So that was a really long answer to that question. I hope that answered. <laughs> well, so I have two questions that comes from there. Uh, the first question is, how did you overcome that ability to, to or the... Um, I guess that wall what the prostituting (laughs) well the uh like being able to tell someone hey just because i came from a place of quote-unquote wealth doesn't mean that um i i can't help you um even if you really grew up on rice and beans like i can still help you based on what i've learned like how did you be able to communicate that to people and still help them uh and then we'll also dive deeper into finding your soul family but first i do want to hear about how you help people who didn't come from where you came from, essentially. Uh, I will tell you, I was in a mastermind at one point 
And this was one of the first places that I started to unravel this. And this guy that came into the mastermind, he was sharing his story at one point, And his story was his dad was in jail for being a murderer and a rapist. And his dad had pulled him into some of the like trip that girl out there so that he could get the girl. And so he was actually like an accomplice as like a baby, like a child, right? Like an under, oh under like a minor, very much so. And so Jeez. he had, he had all sorts of just, even if that wasn't the case, but like just hearing that his father was literally in jail for these types of things. Right. And I'm like, we could, and he was bro, you know, I grew up in really obviously a very shitty family experience. Right. As we were unraveling it and coming down to the core beliefs, I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving, whatever mm -hmm. the other, you know, go on with it. But these are the two of our core beliefs that are going to be the things that we always have to overcome. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. Mm -hmm. And so it really showed me and it keeps showing me over and over again. Like no matter who I listen to, we all come down to, I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. I'm not lovable. I'm never going to get anywhere. All you know, all the stupidest things that we tell ourselves, which are not true. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at that, when we look at these core beliefs. It's still just like, okay, well, how am I going to help you feel more worthy? And I can't help you, but how am I going to help you show yourself that you are worthy? How am mm -hmm. I going to, and, and the reality truly is for most people, you just have to take the freaking steps. Even people who are making hundreds of millions of dollars, even people who are, if they're making seven figures a month, I guarantee you, because I've listened to them, I've talked to them. They've been my mentors. They've been my clients. They still hit the point. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. Right. Well, is that, and when it comes to money or, cause I know, you know, everyone quote unquote struggles with something different, whether it's making money, whether it's having a happy, loving relationship with, um, have, finding love, um, whether it's being in good health, um, or whether it's, um, having the image that they want to have, the famousness they want to have. So even for the people who are making seven figures a month, like what, well, a, I bet they're comparing themselves to people who are making eight and nine figures a month or B, I would hope that they feel worthy of making a lot of money. It's just maybe there's something else in their life. They feel they're not worthy of whether it's the health or the, well, but, what if, but what if it's like, we don't feel worthy of the next level, right? Like I'm, it's so good for me here. I am so abundant. Like I have a mentor who she's at hundred K months. Her next step is she wants to hit million dollar months, but like her life, she honest to God, she works maybe, I don't know, 10 hours a week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right? like, okay. Mm -hmm. And so go through that process in yourself and think, am I really worthy that I could make a million dollars a 10 hours, 10 hours a week when all these mm -hmm. other people in the world are struggling? You don't think like that human mind thing or the imposter syndrome. I'm not good enough for this. That couldn't possibly be. It's not, you know, and they all, everybody still has them. doesn't matter. It's another level of the devil, same or the same devil, just a different way of showing up. You know, yeah. when you can really start to look at these core beliefs is the reason, and then it doesn't matter where we come from. It's still moving through the core belief. What is that core belief? What's the thing that's stopping you? And then for me, the reason that I really help people in money and I hold an anchor for people in a way that most people don't is because I don't believe the bullshit stories. Like I know for a fact they are not true. Right. So you come to me and you give me your story. I'm going to be like, that's not fucking true. I'll show you. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> And, and so it totally eliminates it because I'm like, but let me show you over here. That can't be the case because I can show you this, this truth over here. And if I can show you mm -hmm. this truth here, and this is this true for somebody else, then of course it can be true for you. Yeah. Where I'm like, I, I just firmly don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. And that makes me ask like, what is a transformation that you're proud of helping someone get from A to Z? How you've helped someone accomplish, overcome something in a, um, through, through your assistance. 
One of my, this is a good one, actually. One of my clients has become a very good friend of mine now. We actually do crypto work together. We're in DeFi program together now. But he wrote his book because one of the VIP days I did with him, he was like, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to have a TEDx talk. And then months later, he was writing a book. If you would have asked him at that time, he had left his job in banking, IT and banking. And by the time we started working together, he'd kind of almost run out of all of his money from what he had to live off of. Uh, he went deeper into a hole before we finished <laughs> because sometimes we do, right? And he, it took him a while to like pull himself out of it. By the time now, I mean, to the point where he had to ask for somebody to bring him food. So no, he didn't even ask because he was so ashamed, but somebody brought his family food for Christmas because he had nothing. And a month later, he got a job in Singapore. He's in, he was in Melbourne at the time. He got a job in Singapore, uh, paying quarter of a million dollars a year, something like that. He has pulled, I think he's, I think he's paid off all the debt by now. I think he's paid it all off. He's been able to invest. Like he's totally turned his entire life around. He wrote his book. He's written three books since then, three audiobooks since then. And this is on the last like year and a half. He has gotten new clients on as a coach. Uh, last night I was talking to him and he's like, Harry, I'm pretty keen to start really growing that business, his coaching business and leave more of the corporate space. And it's phenomenal. Like it's so phenomenal to see what can happen when we really start to shift the internal beliefs. You know, he still calls me and he's like, Harry, like he'll still cry and still be like, I love you so much. Thank you so much for everything because his life is totally different. It's a completely different life now. So you were, you were working with him. Things were okay. While you're working with him, that's when things tanked. Um, yeah, because he was already out of his job. So like he was already on that point of like running out of money, right? He didn't tell me that at the time, actually, I'll be honest. Um, oh, I see. Gotcha. But I knew, like, I knew he was not working at the time. I knew there was financial, like I knew he wasn't in a great place financially at the time. I didn't know that it was that, quite that detrimental that by Christmas there was, there was no food. And it, to be honest, if he told me, I probably would have just paid for the dinner myself. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Dang. Um, but at that point, actually we weren't over, over those that month. I don't think we were actually working together. Yeah. And then, and then through the energy, cause at that point in time we were doing a lot of, I did a lot of energetic clearing work with him and emotional clearing work with him. And he actually became a practitioner spiral too. He loved it so much. Uh, yeah. And it was through the clearing and through him really looking at himself and being able to like go of a lot of the patterns that we're playing. Again, it's just patterning. It's just conditioning of how we show up in the world. So like when I do emotional clearing work, we can look at, for example, like how do you show up in relationship to money? What is the pattern that you play? How do you show up in relationship to fear? How do you show up in relationship to shame, to grief, to every single one of our emotions, everything on things that we do, we run a cycle Generally speaking, we've been patterned. Anyone who's been doing anything about personal development for years knows that we've been patterned from those first seven years of life, right? Mm -hmm. And when we can start to see, okay, well, at one point I had this thought come in. At one point I had this thing come in. At one point I had this thing come in, but it doesn't serve me anymore. So let's release that out of my field, out of my emotional field, out of my spiritual energetic field. And it's no longer a problem. Then I can step into what's the impact, the empowering way of showing up instead. And I can choose a new way because now I'm not being held into this totally unconscious way of showing up that's like literally destroying me right now <laughs> yeah yeah you know so yeah does that help does that answer the question yeah um so that, that, is, that is an amazing story of being able to help that guy and uh hopefully uh that's such an inspiring story too and, and going back to the question i think i want to summarize it correctly is that the, the reason that um, you're able to even help people who come from different backgrounds who want help with money mindset is because 
a like you don't accept their bullshit excuses essentially because you've helped clients who've done it before so anyone you've helped in the future can do it as well and they, they listen to because they know you've done the money mindset work and even though you come from a different background you still know what you're talking about because you do have experience helping others including helping yourself is that, is that a good summary of things yeah yeah okay good <laughs> uh, so that leads into the next question of how do you find your soul family and how do you how do you do that that sounds amazing it's mm, a good question So one of the things I will say, I think one of the biggest fears that people have around success and it's, and it's a real fear. Like I've been there. I don't know anyone who hasn't is that as we rise and we have more success that we will lose our current friends, right? That are circle. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to lose my friends. So then we hold on to them to our own detriment. I think about the people who I was hanging out with 10 years ago. There is no freaking way that they could hold me to my highest standard now. Wow. Right. Like those people back then were amazing for then. I was in a totally different place in my life right now. They would not be able to say, Carrie, take that step. Carrie, I can see this for you. Carrie, because they're not in that place. Right. And so as much as we can say, yes, it's really scary to move forward because I'm afraid I'm going to lose my friends. And more specifically, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my family. Right. That's a big one. The more that I have moved forward, the more amazing people show up. And I think when we first start in business or even sometimes in our lives, we have a bigger circle. And I think as we start to get more into our business and more clear about what we're doing and more successful, we need a lot less people. And so you have a core few friends, even if you only have five friends, whereas now you might have 20, uh, those five friends are like gold. The golden in life. And I can say, you know, as far as success goes, and I will take this even back to my grandfather, who he will say to you any day of the week, it's not what you know, it's who you know. My grandfather bought a car dealership. It was, he went, it was because he went to go buy a car. He knew nothing about cars. He stopped in Chicago on the way to a, a job interview from Ohio to California for Safeway. He was being interviewed for the vice president of Safeway. And he went, took the train out to California. He came back to pick up his car in Chicago. And the guys at the dealership, said in Yiddish, which my grandfather understood because we're Jewish, uh, let the schmuck buy the dealership. He'll run it into the ground. And in three months, we'll buy it back from him. My grandfather did not like that. Interesting. My grandfather did not like it. So for some, who knows what reason, he bought the dealership and he turned it around. They never got the chance to buy it back from him. I'm sure they regret that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. But I say this because he didn't know a damn thing about cars. And he bought a dealership and he turned it into one of the greatest dealerships and one of the you know greatest experiences of automotive industry in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because of what he knew. It's because of who he knew. It's because of who he then put in place in the teams around him. And so when we start to look at our businesses in our life, it's who is surrounding you. And if the people who are surrounding you are not uplifting you, they don't get to, ha- they don't need to have a place in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't need to give them our time. And it's your choice. And the more that you create success, I will say the more boundaries I have around people. I can feel, I can, and even now, like, especially there's people who all the time I haven't, you know, I'm visual. People know who I am. And then all of a sudden, Carrie, <laughs> we were laughing. Can I take you for coffee? No, you cannot take me for coffee. <laughs> you can pay me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And we can start to feel like who's going to be quote unquote leeching our energy. Right. Mm-hmm. And who is uplifting our energy? Who's filling my soul? Who's depleting me? Who's not? It's them seeing you like, I, 
I'm infinitely grateful that I have people who see me bigger than bigger. I don't want to even say bigger because I don't want to think physically size. Thank you. But like <laughs> who see me, who see me um, at a higher level version of myself than I do. And I'm yeah. like, but it's petrifying. They're like, Carrie, take the step. But Carrie, I'm like, but what happens? Carrie, take the step. On the other side of that mm-hmm. step is going to be blah. Okay. And so when we have those people, because as you start to grow business more, it does, I think it does get scarier. Like it's way easier to be rejected by one person for a one-on-one thing than it is to go and have a podcast and wonder when you're going to have start people having people around the world, right? Like my podcast charts in 13 countries around the world is being listened to in 60 countries around the world. And probably more now. I haven't looked at it in a while. And so I think, you know, your soul family is, and I think also they change, right? Some soul family might come in for, I call them my little angels sometimes, right? The ones that might come in for three months or might come in, let's consider, right? You're in my relationship for one night and like have such a huge impact on one night, right? That everything, and it doesn't have to be forever. I mean, I love that we're still friends, but like it doesn't have to be forever. Some people can come and touch our lives for a short time. And I think part of the journey is being, and I, it's definitely hard for me. I'm not going to say I'm great at this part. Like it can be hard for, for us to have people that show up in our lives and you're like, oh, I really like that person. They were amazing. And then have to let them go and move forward into but some people, they're just meant to be. Or you're on a retreat and you have like the most amazing soul connection with someone on a retreat. You're like, I'm going to stay with friends with you forever. And then you never speak again. <laughs> yeah. Totally a common thing to happen, right? Yeah. And so, but like those soul family are like who ignites you on your path. And then there's the ones that it's like, I mean, I'm sure you have them too, that are just like, you know, that they're going to be around for a long time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and those are the people. And so instead of focusing on what we're losing, and having attachment to what we're losing, it's like, who gets to be in my life? And I think it's also something that we can be really clear. And, you know, as, a, as far as the manifestation process, like look around your life right now. And if you're wondering, like, huh, I don't actually have that many people who are pulling me forward, who are mm. seeing me in the, in the higher version of myself, then start to call that in. Who is that person going to be for you? Is it that you're going to pay a mentor for that? Or is it that someone's going to show up in your life? That's just this angel. That's like, oh my God. And I have plenty on both sides. Is it somebody that you're like, okay, well, where I'm weakest in my life is in this place. Cool. Who can I call into my life that's going to pick up my weaknesses? This has been something really big as I expand my business is to be really honest with yourself. I think this is a really big thing as you grow your business, because I think, especially as we start, you're everything in your business. You're every single piece of it. Even the parts that you freaking suck at hardcore. (laughs) (laughs) And then we Mm -hmm. think that somehow by some miracle, I'm going to all of a sudden be really great at bookkeeping and you're like i never want to be great at bookkeeping but there's a bookkeeper out there in the world that's can be that can be great at bookkeeping and at the beginning you might not have the money for that but then eventually we can start outsourcing things right and so it's like how fast can i look at where are my strengths because if you build a business around your strengths and and i've had to say like i used to shame myself and be like not kind to myself around the fact that i am not great at admin i suck at Mm -hmm. it or automation systems. Like it is so not. Give me a person, give me a, a pattern, give me all that stuff. I'm like, you you and me, like we are good. Ask me to systemize yep. that? Forget it. Right? Put some emails and seven million sequences and then I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yep. we can honor that and recognize that and not try to be every part of it. And then we can go, okay, so if I were really to honor myself and look at myself and go, what are my strengths? Great. Go do those things. 
And as quickly as humanly possible, start to call in that soul family around you, whether it's through, I'm paying somebody to do this, whether it's through a friendship, whether it's through a mentorship, however it shows up for you, you get really clear on what we need, desire in our lives. And it will, and you'll be like, how did this person even show up for me? You're like, thank you. Sometimes they show up for literally five minutes. You're like, I so needed that. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we can have that gratitude that exactly what I needed and called in into my life showed up. But we can be clear on what are my strengths? What do I want to, and how, how could I really right now be supported? What would be the best thing that would support me? And then start to call them in as your soul family. I love that. I love that. And, and I like what you mentioned too, just like, you know, the power of trusting your own manifestation skills and trusting that, you know, what you seek, you will find as long as you have clarity about what you want to seek and what you want to find, there's a good chance it's going to come your way. And I know that's interesting thought too, about, you know, paying to have the people come to your life versus just um, manifest people come to your life organically too. Yeah. I know it, sometimes it does take a um, kind of a blitzed approach per se, like, Hey, I'm going to go to this place to meet this person, or I'm just going to join this program to meet this person. You might not get what you want, but you got what you need. <laughs> um, and just got a lot, allowing that beauty to unfold too. So I like a lot of that. Speaking of unfold, I do want to transition here into talking about DeFi. And so learning more about that because I know you're passionate about it. Obviously, it's worked well for you. Yeah, for those listening in, I know you you, you got so good at explaining DeFi, you got your nine-year-old kid to explain it, <laughs> which, which is uh, amazing. Um, but for those listening in who don't know what DeFi is, um, how would you explain it to someone who has? I will, I will answer that, but I want to say one more thing on the topic that we were talking about, because I know you were going to ask me a question, which you haven't asked, and I'm going to answer this because I think it's really important. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I will answer DeFi. Uh, yeah, one of the it. things you asked me was like, what's another thing that's really important that you asked me prior to getting on here? That was like, oh, yeah. if you could, uh, what's a lesson that if you could go back and tell yourself? Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So along those lines, one of the things that I say often about this For many people who are out there starting business or even in business, I will say a lot of people freak out or have problems around their messaging, Mm. right? And showing up in their messaging. And what am I supposed to say? And how am I supposed to say it? And who am I? And who am I in this? I will say to collapse time, what did I say to you guys, right? Like it took me a long time to step into owning this message. To collapse time, there is something, whoever is listening right now, there is something inside of you that you know without a shadow of a doubt. There is something in you that you are supposed to be talking about. Your soul is telling you right now, and you are petrified because of what everybody else is going to think. What I have to say is go and start talking about it because I struggled with my business. I struggled with money. I struggled with all sorts of things until I actually just started talking about the thing I knew I was supposed to talk about. And I would have collapsed a shit ton of time if I had just done the thing in the first place. The other thing I will say about it is you will not be perfect when you start. Like I took my first copywriting training by a top level copywriter, the kind of person that, you know, can charge hundreds of thousands of dollars to write a sales letter, right? And or 50 grand or a hundred grand to write a sales letter, right? And he was writing and bringing in millions off of his sales letters, right? So I started, I started learning copywriting from him probably 10, nah, before Robbie was born. So 14 years ago, when I first started doing that, and I tell this story to help people understand, because if you come and find me anywhere on any of the social medias, you're going to see that there's tons. I write all the time and I'm an epic producer of content. And it wasn't always that way. Now I could sit down and write a post in 10 minutes, no problem. I can, I've written my book. Like I've written millions and millions of words over the last years. What I will say is it wasn't always that way. When I first started learning with him to sit down and write a 1000 word article in a challenge, 
for seven days. It was like nails on a chalkboard. It took me hours to write a thousand words. It was hellish. And to make it concise and to make it all these things. Now, if you were to sit down and ask me to write a thousand words, I'd be like, right, done. 20 minutes later, no problem. What do you need? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but it wasn't because it started that way. It started that way because I just started writing. And a lot of people want to know, like, I want to perfect my message. And I will say to you, the only way to perfect your message is to start it. It will s- probably suck at first. You'll probably say things and waffle things and, and have formatting be shit and all of that. Give yourself permission to suck. <laughs> And then just yep. keep going and be consistent. Like a lot of people come on and they think they want to grow a business and they think I'm going to show up and I'm going to do this. And then they, and then it, they stay for a month and then they, Oh, no one's responding. The likes, the comments, the engagement. I'm like, Oh my God, don't think that you can be an overnight success. It takes time. Mm-hmm. Consistency. I have shown up for years online consistently. And it didn't matter whether someone liked it or didn't like it or it was empty or engaged or not engaged. I still show up and I still put my things out and I still do the thing. I've put programs out that people did not respond to at all. Never went off, never signed up for. Okay, great. Learn that lesson, move on. And so it really is like, I just say this, like it really is about consistency and showing up and being, um, being willing to say the things that you know you're supposed to say and just honing in on it. So that's what I want to say about that. I think it's a really important thing that most people will not be brave enough to actually say, but just keep going, you guys, like just keep showing up and don't let those numbers on whatever freaking engagement thing that you're looking at mean anything. Cause I will tell you to this day, I can put a post of about my son's birthday and I can have 200 people come on and like it and whatever. And I can put one of the mm-hmm. most profound posts on crypto up that would be like mind boggling and two people might like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't freak out about it. Right. And most no, people it's... don't want to, most people don't want to engage in things when it's like, I'm going to have to show that that might be something that I need to work on. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, I wonder, you know, it may, most likely not, but I wonder if it is a social media algorithm where like, yeah, you do see a post like, Hey, check out my new car. Um, it's worth like $50,000. And then you get like yeah, hundred, 200 likes on it. And then someone writes a post like, here's how I made 50, here's how to make $50,000 to buy a new car. And you'll get like two or three likes on it. <laughs> it's just like, what, what's really going on here? Because most people want to cheer you on. Like, yeah, you just did something. Mm-hmm. So I'm totally going to cheer you on because it has nothing to do with me. The second yeah. they post that calls you out on something or asks mm-hmm. you to step into something, they don't want to admit that they saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about yeah, it. exactly. I mean, I scroll. Like I've scrolled through things. I'm like, oh, that hit me. Ooh, I'm not going to even say that I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, it's true. It's true. It's, it's, uh, it's comfortable and it's, it's easier right. to, to be from the sidelines. Yeah. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So now DeFi. That's what you want me to yeah, so um, yeah, I know you're, I know you're probably annoyed, but also got it nailed down of like how to explain DeFi to someone who I, doesn't know what it is. Essentially, I will, yeah, I, will, I don't think I could ever be annoyed talking about this. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so DeFi. So I talk a lot about the crypto space, and DeFi is its own section within the crypto space. So most people who know about crypto probably have heard about Bitcoin. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go that most people have probably heard of Bitcoin. And they probably have heard of Dogecoin because of all the crap crazy with yes. going on last year, right? And so those two assets are very volatile assets that we know. Like we've seen Bitcoin up at 60,000. Now it's at like 40,000. It goes up and down, whatever. So a lot of people have a lot of fear of getting into the space because of the volatility, because they don't understand it. When I wrote my book, The New Wealth, uh, I was imagining this world of infinite abundance. And I was like, okay, that's great, Carrie. 
That's some really like amazing pipe dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is that going to be reality? Now, I also understand energetics and ascension. Like we are at a place of a huge ascension on the planet mm-hmm. and energetic shift on the planet, which is why, why we have so much, like why over all the things that have gone on, like we have so much death. And I mean, death from systems, death from people, death from however, right? Is because the things that are no longer serving get to die off so that we can rise above this and create a new way of being in this world. The crypto space is 100% web 3.0 blockchain. All of this stuff is a hundred million percent. And you know, this a part of this future of a new financial system, but even beyond that, a new governance, a new identification, you know, like NFTs that we'd be able to use for identification, trust. When I, when I finished the book, I reached out to two people who in the crypto space to be able to refer. And at the time I was like, it can't really be crypto because it's volatile. That's not going to, it's like saying the stock market's going to be like our answer. It's not, it can't yeah. be right. And then I found out about DeFi now DeFi. And I was like, oh my God, it's actually possible. So the way DeFi works is we now have what's called borrowing and lending within the crypto space. And mm-hmm. so that's like, if we go into a bank, I'm going to try and explain this to people in a way that you'll understand it from quote unquote fiat currency, which is our current banking system and our current way of using currency. And so if we go into a bank and we put our money into a savings account, that money gets lent out. Mm -hmm. And the banks at this point in time have to keep 0% of that money and they can lend it out. Your $10,000 sitting in the bank account gets lent out, I think, up to nine times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And they have to hold 0% of that. And in that, they're making, I mean, so much interest, it's ridiculous. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... In the DeFi space, we have that too. So we have borrowing and lending. Your money gets lent out the same way that if you stuck your money into a savings account and you do not know who's borrowing your money in your savings account right now, but there are people mm-hmm. who are borrowing your money in your savings account right now, or you're checking it. Oh, maybe not so checking it, but your savings account, right? There's people who are borrowing that money. So in the DeFi space, through smart contracts, which I don't need to get into, but it's that the same, this concept that instead of walking into a bank, and talking to a loan person in the bank and someone then approving the loan, there is a way in the DeFi space that someone can get approved for a loan without another talking to another human being within minutes, depending on the platforms. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then they get the loan. My money gets lent out. And then from there, I make the interest, not the bank. Oh, interesting. Okay. So we, eliminate the, we eliminate the middleman by me making the interest because there's now a smart contract, there's no bank there and I make it. And the other thing that's so amazing, now banks are very, very smart. They know about compounding interest. Not only do they know about compounding interest, they make daily compounding interest. This is how banks get so rich. This is how we have this global financial elite. There's like 10 people, 20 people, 20 families in the world that are the global financial elite. Like most people think that the billionaires are the richest people in the world. They don't even have an ability to count all of their money because they have so much money, the global financial wow. elite. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we don't hear about that because they don't want you to know about them, but they are running yeah. everything from the top. Right. Mm-hmm. And we can transfer money from a bank account to a bank account within seconds. I mean, now I think you can even tap phones and transfer your money in America. As you know, first of all, they don't make it easy to transfer your money from a bank account to the other. We need to have freaking apps for that. Second of all, yeah. it takes ages for it to actually process right? It can take three days for you to get from one bank account to the other. And I'm like, seriously, this is this fast. Like that's all it has to take. So when I started questioning this, I was like, why does it take so long in America? 
someone said to me, and I don't know the truth of this because it was just like a random conversation I was having. Like, Carrie, they don't want to give it up fast because they get to make daily compounding interest. The longer they can hold your money, the more money they can make off of it. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, so PayPal when, freezes your accounts too. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so daily compounding interest, it's usually only like a, like a place that the banks get to have because they're not going to give it to you. If you have interest in a savings account, you might make it monthly. If you had a CD or something like that, you'll make it quarterly. You will not make it daily. You will never You will never see this in a traditional. I've never. I've never seen ever, but I have never seen it in traditional finance. So in the DeFi space, every say this is what's so cool. I don't know how many entrepreneurs, and I say this to entrepreneurs all the time. You might have this one too, Andrew. I like the mantra, I make money every single day. Every single day money shows up for me. Every single day money shows up for me. I make money every single day. I allow money to come into my bank account every single day. It's a big thing for most entrepreneurs, right? Because it feels really freaking good to be able to make money every single day. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, when you start putting your money into the DeFi space and you see money coming in every single day, it is one of the coolest things in the world. You're like, you wake up every night, I go to sleep, I wake up, my money comes in every day. And the other single thing about the DeFi space that's different compared to everything else and the way that it works like a savings account is that you put your money in. Say you put 10K in. Mm-hmm. You just never would think that. And I've never had yeah. that happen. I don't know if anyone else has, but I've certainly not never had my money go down to my savings account. And it's the same thing in the DeFi space. You put your money in and that asset, if you put your $10,000, is not going to change and you will only ever grow. And because you're making money every day, that compounding interest is phenomenal. And you can literally like... I mean, I look at people when I show them some of the things around how how much quicker you can retire when you're making this this way, people are mind blown. They're like, oh my God, I can actually retire in 15 years, but like for real. And they never had a retirement plan. They had no idea yeah. they were going to retire. I'm like, you can retire in 15 years and be making 100K a year before you even get up in the morning, before you do anything. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right? Like what's the thing that you want to be living off of? And then anything else that comes from that, like from government or any pay, if we have social security by the time any one of us retire, which is questionable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Right? Which is we'll very see. questionable. We'll see. Yeah. Very questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, this is this, this possibility to be able to do that and it gets compounding interest. So that is, I would say, I guess in a nutshell, DeFi. Did that answer that? that uh, no, you answered that beautifully is that, why put money into a bank that you're not making interest on, but they're making interest on when you could put money into a DeFi when other people are making interest and therefore you're making interest and you still keep that base, let's say $10,000 as well, right? Like it's like it's like a savings account, but you're actually making the money you should be making based on what other people are making off your money, essentially. Exactly. And so this is, um, I think, especially right now with both the crypto and the stock market as volatile as heck right now, right? They're both swinging. I have to say that knowing that the majority of my money is in DeFi, I sleep so much better at night. Because when yeah. I, two years ago, and I will say two years ago, I was in the market and I had spent, again, I've had money for, you know, managing money for a while. For 23 years, I've had other people managing my my stock market money. When the market dropped last year, I will tell you, this is another important thing, actually really important thing for success. When you And, and, and I've learned this in finances too, because I didn't trust myself in finances right? Like there's nothing more important. And if you don't know your yes and your no and follow your gut, like learn that. I had this intuitive hit two years ago at the beginning of the year that I was like, you really need to pull your money out of the market. And I didn't know how much or what that was like, but I was like, you need to talk to your financial planner and do this. And it's hilarious because I had a very traditional financial planner. And when I told him, he's like, Carrie, whatever happens this year, this is before COVID. So we had no idea what was that that was even coming. Whatever happens this year, the market will do what it's going to do. And you have to play long-term, which is what Every financial planner will tell you, play long, yep. play long game, right? So the market can drop the bottom out 
And then you have to wait three years to maybe to recover that, but then you've got to keep your money in there until it recovers. And eventually, traditionally over time, you will make money over time, right? And when the market dropped when we had COVID and it dropped like 30% in like two days, right? I mean, I had never had to see my money drop so much so fast. And my whole yeah. nervous system went, oh my God. And I called my dad. I remember calling my dad. I'm like, dad, this is horrible. Oh my God. I was in a full panic. And he's like, Carrie, it's okay. It will come back. This is just part of it. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is just part of what you got to do. And I'm like, okay, but I really don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And so with that knowing, I now have my money in DeFi and I sleep beautifully. I don't wake up in the morning and go, shit, is my money gone today? How much did it drop off today? I don't. I still have some involatiles that have dropped, of course. And I know that long-term they will go. But the majority of my money is not there. So that I sleep so beautifully at night. And it's one of the most (laughs) powerful things. Like when you actually, and like you laugh, but like your nervous system, especially with money, when we can actually let our nervous systems be peaceful and happy around our money stuff, then it allows us the, the safety to be able to grow that. So it's a powerful thing. It's a really powerful thing, especially in this market space right now with everything being so volatile. Like I, you know, it's nice to be able to know. And I will say with DeFi, this is the other thing. Like if you're looking at savings right now, this is an important part of this. I looked recently sometime in the last few months and the highest percentage in the savings accounts that I could find was half a percent, which let's be honest, sucks. Yeah, It sucks anyway. I saw recently in the last week that we just hit 7.9% inflation. Mm-hmm. And that's just what they're that's just what they're telling us too. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. A year and a half ago, gas was two dollars a gallon. I we are now at four, right? So yeah. we've now doubled. It's not seven point nine percent, people, right? You go into shops, mm-hmm. like really be honest with yourselves. We are way above seven point nine percent inflation. Oh yeah. And it, the the reason this is important to know is if you are not making, if your money is not making at least seven point nine percent, your money is going backwards. You are losing money, right? Mm-hmm. You are behind yep. now. You are that much more behind. You now need to make an extra 10%, 8%, we'll say 10% because it's probably more more than that, to yeah. be able to cover your, like, be, just to cover your bills, right? Mm-hmm. And so if your savings account or however you're holding your money now is only making half a percent and you need to be at above 7.9%, you're going backwards. So when you start to put your money into DeFi, right now, I'll be honest, some of the places in the DeFi market, because the whole market is down, are down right? So some of the mm. lowest places I've seen recently might be three or 4%, but still better than, um, 0%. <laughs> than 0%, right? But yeah. one of my things are sitting at 15%, 20%, 25%. Like you can find these interest rates within the DeFi space. And so if you can be sitting at this 10 to, even if 10 to 15%, you're above inflation right now. You are not, I, I cannot find someone can show me if you can, someone on this call can tell me where to find it. I'm open to seeing it. But I have yet to find a stable place anywhere else to be making those interest rates. And the other thing about that stable part as well, when you put your money into a savings account, you're not like, oh, I've got to go do something. I've got to go manage this. I've got to go. You just let it sit there. DeFi, I don't need to go trade. I don't need to go watch. I'm like, oh my God, is the market going to do this and drop? No, no, it just sits there. And some days it may make a little bit less and some days it may make a little bit more. It, it just sits there. And every month or so I can go and be like, okay, what do I want to do with this? How do I want to manage this? Do I want to move this? Is there a place I can get a higher interest rate? And then we're still making these interest rates. Whereas other people, if they're going to hit those like eight to 20% interest rates in a traditional market, they're going to have to be trading. They're going to have to be doing a higher risk thing. They're going to have to be in the market. They're going to have to be in the stock market. And hopefully, and I know like it's not this, this, you know, it's crazy. So who knows? Like I know the year of COVID, I think like it went up like 3% was my, you know, was a traditional thing, something like that would have been great that year. 
Um, so you're still not hitting that and you're watching it go up and down and your nervous system's like, oh, my God. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's, that's some other things to think about too. Like just generally speaking, you know, looking at where, even if it's not in the DeFi space, like where are you going to be able to do these types of things that can keep your money working for you? And you know, for me, when I work with entrepreneurs, just generally speaking, my market, so many people, as you know, like when we're in the entrepreneurial space, we work our asses off. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. We work yes, our, we do. We work our, the joke is uh, my ass off. work 80 hours a week for yourself. So you don't have to work 40 hours a week for someone else. Right? <laughs> true. Especially when you're starting and you're doing everything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you work that hard and you make your money, like, wouldn't it be nice if you had your money working for you? Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. this is the part, and this is where I see a lot of, and this is why I love working with entrepreneurs because inevitably it breaks my heart. And I've seen this. So many people tell me this story that they could be hitting seven figure years and still chasing their tail and still at the end of the year have nothing to show for it. It's wow. crazy revenue, not, not profit. Yeah. Or they took it and then they went lifestyle and they blew it all or they've put it into team or they've da, 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 da. And I'm like, seriously, you need to take some of that money and get it working for you so that eventually mm-hmm. you could be hitting those seven figure years without actually having to do a damn thing for it. And in this market, and especially, you know, if we're talking about web three and all this kind of stuff, like you can't, you can't leave AI out of this. Right. And we are having robots come in. We've got all sorts of these AI technologies that are going to start taking over more of our jobs. Mm -hmm. I know New York, you're in New York. I don't know if you've been, you should go and check it out. I'd love to hear about it. But there's a, from what I hear, there's a, a, the first restaurant that has robots for kitchen. Like it's all Ooh, like, I think there's one person who might have to be in there to make sure that it's all done. But like the whole kitchen is run by robotics and there are kitchens that have been created. I've seen two that can be installed into your home. That's a robotic kitchen. So you don't even have to cook for yourself because the robotic kitchen is going to cook for you. Consider- I've seen that and it does your dishes too. <laughs> right? And like eventually we're yeah. going to have robots that do cleaning. We're going to have robots. We are looking at Uber drives, right? That it drives itself. If cars are going to drive themselves. So now we're going to have so many people right now are using Uber for work to make up money. So many people are chefs. So many people are cleaners. All of these jobs will become eliminated Mm -hmm. over the years, right? And when I can go hire, when I can go buy a robot for a few hundred dollars or whatever it is, it's going to be eventually, right? Of course, when they first come out, it's going to be for people who are really, you know, have enough money to to buy these things. But eventually, Mm -hmm. let's be honest, it might not even take but 20 years for you and I to be, oh yeah, of course I've got my robot cleaning my house every day. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. And then we have the iRobot scenario, but right? so, <laughs> making sure we're avoiding that. Yeah. Right. But if we're not looking at how can then we have alternative ways to create our income, then all of these people and all of these jobs are going to be like, we might turn to, I don't know, we might turn to universal basic income. And then you're going to be reliant on the government, which doesn't feel very freaking good when you can have decentralized money working for you that you can use however the heck you want because you and I both know that if we start to rely on some of these government things and CBDCs and things that might come out which are central banking digital currencies they can control that they can be like well you can spend your money in this place but you can't spend it in this place oh you weren't a good enough person or you know you didn't do your garbage taking out this week so consequently you don't get to have this hundred dollars or you know you've already bought your blue shoes this week so you can't have any more blue shoes because I get to control how you're going to spend your money you know, people think that's not happening or that might not happen to them, but mm, reality check, it is happening around the world already. And it can most definitely come for you. And so these are the types of things that we need to start thinking in the futuristic place of like, how are we going to actually be able to, to be sovereign 
in our finances and in our lives, regardless of what is happening in our jobs and the economy, you know? And another thing that just came to me as we were talking about, as I said that, was even thinking about the crypto space, generally speaking, I don't know how many people actually know, because I know, I know I've spoken to a lot of people who don't know this, but like when we had, you know, we've had the, you know, the truckers in Canada and they did a GoFundMe and then GoFundMe said the government canceled it. And like there was, I don't know, it was like $20 million. It was a significant, like there was millions and millions of dollars. It was a lot. You know, or 40 yeah. million or whatever it was. It was a significant amount of millions of dollars to give to the truckers and it got canceled because they didn't want to give it to the truckers, surprisingly. And mm-hmm. so what happened was a whole bunch of people came together and got them Bitcoin and they got yep. crypto. Mm-hmm. And I think they got about a million dollars worth of, and then people were like, well, but how do they use it? Well, they still managed to get it to the truckers in a way that the truckers could use it, gave them instructions of how to use it and how to then get cash out so that they could still go and use it to, to survive in this point in time is that, you know, thank mm-hmm. God they're the ones they're standing for this, right? The same yeah. thing in Russia. I was just listening to somebody, a friend of mine who has a, a Russian person in her life, in his life. And he was saying that his, her parents, so like, you know, the, as much as we want to like, again, if we, you know, like Russian civilians are being impacted by this that are just as innocent as you or I or as the Ukrainians, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so they are not able to access their money. They are not able to buy things out of the country. Like they didn't ask for that. They're innocent people. And so they've been talking yeah. to this to this friend of mine, like how can we get her Bitcoin? How can we set them up as a wallet so they can still transact in the world? And so we're seeing, you know, Russia, it's a big thing right now for them to start looking at their cryptocurrency because then they can still come in and out of the country. Yeah. Right? Nobody can stop that. Nobody could stop us getting money into the truckers for them to be able to take it out and move it. The government couldn't stop that. And so many people think mm-hmm. that they can, but they can't. And so this is another thing, like as we start to look at, like people, people keep thinking to their minds that it could never be me that could have my bank account shut down. Right. Mm-hmm. It could never be mm-hmm. me that's going to have, I'm in America. I'm in the land of the free. Well, they're in Canada on the land of the free and their bank and anyone who donated, this is another thing. Anyone who donated to the truckers had their bank account shut down. There was, yeah. a, right. There was a three hour about, you know, a few hours, I don't know how many hours, but there was a few hours um, where all bank, all the five major banks had a complete blackout. Nobody could get money out. They couldn't transact. They couldn't go to the shop and buy anything. It was a complete and utter blackout for hours where they could not yeah. use money. Now, so many people in the crypto who have fear around the crypto space go, um, well, what happens to the internet shutdown? What happens to this? I'm like, look what happened in the traditional banking system that you believe in. They're the ones yep. who controlled mm-hmm. it and shut it down. You had nothing to say about that. And these people had no idea it was coming and they couldn't access. They couldn't go buy food. They couldn't do the things. And so when we start mm-hmm. to look at this, this is a way that they can't stop it as much as people think they, they can. They can't. And that we can then start to have these ways that as we're seeing this literally play out right now, when people are thinking this can't happen, it's happening around the world. And we have a way of getting around it by using the crypto space. But you have to be willing to educate yourself to be able to do that. No, this is so inspiring. Um, and if we have, let's, let's say, like someone like uh, like a grandma who is like technological skills aren't there, but they're like, oh, this sounds amazing. I want to get into DeFi. Like, um, how? How do you help someone get into DeFi to say, yeah, I have a thousand dollars. I have $10,000. I want to put into DeFi today. Like, what do they do? How do they go about that? Good question. So it's interesting. Like one of my, one of my favorite clients actually is 70. I, I adore her. And oh. she, like, she follows me to the cow. Like she'll follow me to the end of the world. She's done everything. She loves it. She wants, she's like passionate about it. So yes, 
if you're a grandma, you can still get into the DeFi space and I can show you how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the first step for me is, is, and I, and I will say this because DeFi is a way more complicated process than just buying crypto. Right. So mm-hmm. I have an intro to crypto training. You can go to kerrynorley.com, K-E-R-I-N-O-R-L-E-Y.com forward slash crypto intro. And in the, it is three videos of content that teaches the basics that you can understand what the heck I'm talking about here. Like why you want to get into it, where the future of it is, NFTs, DAOs, all these like um, buzzy words that most people have probably seen. I'm sure most people by now have somehow heard of, if, you're, if especially if they're in your space, Andrew, have heard of an NFT. You might not know what the heck it is. Mm-hmm. You might not know why people are spending $50 million on them, but you've probably heard about it by now. And so I teach and explain like, why is this beyond art? Why is this important for our future? What's more about this than just the crazy $50 million people are spending on a piece of, and it's free. And on the day, first day, you can learn literally how to go and buy your first Bitcoin or ETH, right? Mm-hmm. I can have you in there. Most people, like I've gotten a message like, oh my God, Carrie, within an hour from listening to this, like from the top to the bottom, I'm already in DeFi and I've just bought my first hundred dollars. Yay. So yeah. you can go do that. It's free. Go and do that. When mm-hmm. we start to get into the DeFi space, it is, it is more of a, it's more technical, it's why there's not as many people in the DeFi space. A lot of people in the crypto space don't even get into it, don't understand it, don't know it exists. There's more people coming now into the space, right? It's getting more and more buzzy around it. But for the last, for 2021, it was its onboard. Like when I started almost two years ago in the DeFi space, I can't believe it's been almost two years. There was like, a mil- I don't know, it's like, I don't know, it was a million people, but it was a really small amount of people. And I remember asking, and you guys can go and listen to, there's a podcast on my podcast podcast. It's called the Wealth Alchemist podcast. It's number three with my mentor, Roscoe. And we dive into DeFi. And I asked him in that podcast, I'm like, why are more people not in this? And he's like, Carrie, it's so new. <laughs> we yeah. just need to tell more mm-hmm. people, right? And it's also trickier to move into. I always say to people, like, it's not necessarily something that you want to do, especially if you're new to the space on your own, because there's due diligence to learn. There's all sorts of things. And so I created a program it's called New Wealth from Crypto, and I teach literally. And for me, the reason I don't teach DeFi just to the point of like put your money there, I teach you how to be sovereign because these are going to be those places where you also need to understand how do I manage money, right? It's more, if you're putting more than a hundred or five hundred bucks in there, you probably want to know how do I manage this? How do I hold this? How do what do I do with this? How do I know when to buy in? How do I know when to sell out? How do I be safe? Like it's a huge thing, safety in the crypto space, right? How do I set up a portfolio so that I know how to manage this? What am I going to, how am I going to make my decisions? And so all of that kind of stuff is in this program because it's not just literally about like, can I go throw some money in it? Because to me, right, um, the transition that I had to make from handing somebody else my money to manage for me to being able to be sovereign in my money, it takes Oh, so that's what it's, that's what it is. Uh, I had an eight week program on it. I have one. I ran it live last year and currently you can get it, um, as recordings. And because I know you're going to have questions, you get a call with me, go and watch the recordings and you're going to have questions. There's zero doubt about it. And then you can come and ask me, like you can have a call with me and I can walk you through things, answer your questions. And you can go find that at carrynerly.com forward slash freedom accelerator. Yes. And speaking of that, um, I believe you said people listening to the show, they can get uh, 50% off a call if they take action on uh, doing the training. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Sure. 
Oh, all right. All the generosity. So I'll put that in the chat too uh, for those listening in so you can uh, take advantage of that because we love rewarding action. But yeah, this, this is super exciting. I, I know we're coming up on our time, but uh, so inspiring to learn about you know how you how you came across your journey of, of wealth creation, of DeFi. Um, I know we wanted to talk about Web3 today, but uh, I'll save that for a different podcast. I'll have to have you back on in the future because I can tell you, like, for those who aren't listening in already, like, Carrie knows what she's talking about. So <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely exciting to um, be a part of this. But we'll ask a couple more questions here. What If people were to listen to this whole interview, what would be the one takeaway you want them to have when it comes to manifesting wealth rapidly? And mm. The one takeaway, and I wouldn't even say the one takeaway that I've said yet. The one thing I will say to this is dream big. The one thing I have mm. heard over and over and over again when I talk to people who have created wealth and success is I wish I had dreamed bigger earlier. Because when you start manifesting and you get good at manifesting, it comes true. And when you believe that it's going to come true, then why would you shortchange yourself and be like, okay, I'm just going to make $1,000 this month when, I, when it takes the same effort and energy to manifest, I'm going to make $10,000 this month. And so, I think where people, and, and also I will say one of, one of the things she says is say you're going to hit a million dollar year. You're going to start filtering now because the next piece is like, then how do I show up for that? If I'm going to manifest this dream in my life, whatever this thing is, then who's the person that I have to be to show up for that? Now, if I set the goal at a million dollars a year, and then I think, who do I have to be to show up for that? Well, I need to have more systems and structures in my business. I need to have the team around me, yada, yada, yada. I will then start planning that. Now, as I start stepping into that, or I'm going to be like, okay, well, I want to dress this way and I'm going to da da da, whatever it is, right? So then you start showing up for that level. Now, in showing up for that level, be do have, then I become the person who does the actions, who has the results. And if I don't dream that big, I won't become the person that gets to have that. So I'll be less than whatever the other thing is that I'm thinking about. But if I shoot for that million dollar year, what's the worst that happens? I don't hit a million dollars, but I hit a quarter of a million dollars. Am I going to cry about that? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. so probably that. not. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, exactly. So if I shoot bigger, yeah. then if I come somewhere in the middle, have gratitude. I mean, have graciousness with yourself, right? <laughs> I know that I'll keep, I'll keep mm-hmm. striving for this. Don't beat myself up that I didn't hit it or did hit it because you could. Look, I didn't expect to have a $50,000 launch within a month of my thing opening, right? Oh, no, that's not true. I did. I did expect that. But... Right? And we get to allow it to, to show up by saying, I want, I actually was shooting. So like for me, I'm actually shooting for a million dollar this year, million dollar year this year. Like that would be very cool for me. Do I know that that's going to happen? It's a huge yeah. leap for me. It's a ginormous leap. Like, and at first I put a shit ton of pressure on myself to have that. But then I was like, release the pressure. So what? So what if you hit a quarter of a million dollars or half a million dollars this year? And it's not a million dollar year. Can I then stretch for the next year for the million dollars? Sure. But I'm showing up so that I can have that million dollar year at some point in time. Mm -hmm. And so where most people, and I see this often, is they don't believe that they could actually possibly have that big, huge thing that you actually like in your mind. You're like, actually, what I would really like is this car, this house this man, this woman, this blah, 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 blah. And the only reason you're not saying, yes, I want to have that is because you don't believe you can, or you feel like I might be greedy for even asking that or whatever those underlying beliefs are that are stopping you. And then the next thing is to go, okay, I want to have that. And then even start to look at like, what are the beliefs that are going to stop me from hitting that? Because those are going to be the things that stop you. 
right? But then you can just, you work through that. You work through that. And by allowing yourself to stretch beyond, you'll be amazed at what will come. And things will just land in place that you're like, I couldn't have made this up if I tried. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And and just to play uh, devil's advocate to hear why, how do you know, I guess the question is, why, why not go after 10 million or 100 million or a billion dollars? Like, why do you feel like that million dollar a year threshold is so important? But when you just said, oh, it's the same amount of energy to manifest $10 as it is to manifest $10,000 kind of thing. I think in some ways that we do have stepping stones of which we can believe in that, mm. right? So there's a stretch. Like I always say, like, what's the thing that like, even right now, like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty like, yep, I can hit a quarter million dollar year this year. That, that seems pretty like, yep, I can do that. My stretch would be that million dollar year, right? Mm. And so... Mm. Part of it is in the energetics of like what we believe that like really lands in our body, right? Like uh, that feels good for my soul and not from fear, right? Don't make this a fear-based like that feels good in my soul because then you're just holding yourself back, but like really trust, like what does your soul desire and want? The other thing about that is what does my soul desire and want? Now, a lot of people might not ever want a million dollar year. They don't care. Like this is part of what we get to look at with our money stuff is so many times and like I said to you, when we started internet marketing, it was like this dangled carrot. Oh, look at all these things you can do. Dangled carrot in front of our faces. And then most people in the personal development world had so much shame and like resentment and pissed offness because they invested all this money into like this pipe dream that was never theirs. And so you have to check in. What is in alignment with me? I've worked with people who are like, I don't want to have a million dollar year and we don't have to have that, you know, and maybe mm. in the future they might. But in their minds right now, they're like, actually, and the reality is, like, this is the reality. If you actually look at yourself, and this would be something that you can do as, as well to look at, like, a very practical level of this, is say, okay, if I was to be living my dream life, and I allowed myself to have every single thing in my dream life, I want this car, this house, this, I want to have a personal training session every week, I want to have a massage every week, I want to have whatever the things are, flowers delivered to me on a weekly basis, I want to have a cleaner that comes twice a week, whatever the thing is, right? If you were to allow yourself to be fully supported and have everything you desire in your life, price that out, find out, okay, so how much would it be to have the personal trainer, the massage therapist, the cleaner, the, 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 the okay, great. It costs me a quarter of a million dollars a year. Awesome. That's what I need to have. So many people, again, put themselves in this level of like, well, I need to have a million dollars a year. And like, actually you don't, you might only need a quarter of a million dollars a year. So if you start to stretch for that, it's not necessarily going to show up because you don't have anywhere to put it. Like there's no reason for the universe to give it to you and you don't really care. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we dangle these carrots that it's like, I don't really care. I don't need it. And for me for a long time, like a seven figure year, I couldn't even conceptualize how I was going to get there, especially working one-on-one -on -one, you guys. Like if you're working one-on-one -on -one to try and conceptualize how you're going to get to a seven figure year, unless you're charging like 10 K, you know, like 50 K clients or hundred K clients, which is possible. And there are definitely people who make multiple seven figures on one-on-one -on -one charging 100K a year or whatever. Totally possible. Mm -hmm. But if you're not doing that, the likelihood of you hitting a million dollar year at an $80 an hour business is like, it's not possible, right? So we get to have some of these realities and then you can start to, again, that's going to ask you to step, okay, well, if I want to have this stuff and I'm here at a one-on-one -on -one sessions charging $80, $200 an hour, what do I need to do to leverage myself to be able to hit those figures? And you get creative. But so often we put pressure on ourselves to have something because somebody told you is really important to have that. I don't care about having a Ferrari. Do I need to have that? 
So do I need to have that in my budget? Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Some, you know, some internet social media challenge will be like, look, I'm amazing because I'm on the private chat and I got the Ferrari. And most of them are fucking fake anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. And, and uh, something I got taught recently is you have to remember everyone's goals are different. Like, um, you know, Ferrari is a hundred thousand dollars, but that might be a single man who's a bachelor and just uh, wants to be able to show off all the time. Versus if you're a husband, family man, you, you want to put that hundred grand toward uh, your kid's education or having a nice house for your family. Everyone has different goals and you got to remember that too. So like the husband shouldn't be jealous of the guy with the Ferrari because they have different desires, essentially that they want to do with their money. So it's a great reminder of that. And I, I love, uh, I think that's a good, good thing to end things on is just like yeah, the inspiration of understanding that, that know what you actually need know what your desires are and make sure they're in alignments and understand that um, it's okay to think big, but also understand the importance of alignment and stepping stones along the way. So this is so well said. Yeah. Gary, this has been amazing. Um, how can people get a hold of you? How can they contact your, your wonderful soul and, and learn more from you? Uh, thanks. Um, I'm on social medias on Facebook. I'm Carrie Kaplan Norley on Instagram. I'm at Carrie Norley. My web, my email is Carrie K E R I at Carrie My website is Carrie and of course, if you want to join that um, intro to crypto, go to carinoli.com forward slash crypto intro and you can get in there for free. It's so much fun. So many people doing great stuff in there. That's me. Oh, yeah. Is, is that how they join your your launch that's still ongoing as well as uh, that carinoli.com slash crypto? Uh, slash crypto intro. And then if you are interested in doing that, so the unplug is my mastermind right now. And it's a deep dive into crypto, Web3, NFT. Like I have a two-day NFT workshop coming up. I'm so excited about We're going to learn how to flip NFTs, why you want them in your business, the future of NFTs, uh, gaming. We're going to go through playing games, earn to, learn to, or earn to win. Earning games. You get to make money. Thank you. You get to make money playing games in crypto. <laughs> um, play, 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 to to earn, or, yeah. play to earn. Play to earn. Way to earn. Yes. Okay. I like that. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, there's going to be all sorts of fun stuff in that weekend. And then, uh, we do calls two times a month, uh, where we learn more and more foundational stuff around your financial sovereignty, around making good decisions in the DeFi space or investing, uh, around, we'll talk about DAOs and NFTs and DeFi and all that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in that, just reach out to me because it's an application process, but I would love to have you if that interests you. Yes. Woo. All right. We'll go, go reach out to Carrie, everyone. Join her programs, join her masterminds. As you can tell, she's, she knows what she's talking about. She's here to help you, here to serve you. Um, thank you again for listening in. And uh, we'll make sure to uh, see you next week for at, uh, Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern for another episode of Rapid Results. And uh, thank you all for listening, everyone. Cheers. Thank you. Woo. That concludes another episode of Rapid Results. Remember to leave a review about something you learned so others can share the knowledge. Keep being unstoppable in your pursuit of the lifestyle freedom you desire. And we'll see you next week.